Buffalo Wild Wings has specials on food from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, and great deals on drinks all day. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $3 Wild Herd by Goose Island. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network. Broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and you know what? We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, right here on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Speaker, the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and, of course, our good friends at iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, X-Zone at XZoneRadioTV.com, on all social media sites, TV. And, of course, our um, email address, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. To find out all about the programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Exxon Nation, uh, I have two guests this hour, all the way from tomorrow. Now, I, I'm, I mean Australia. I'm sorry about that. Same you know, thing. Same thing. We have... Uh, Naomi Jansen and Stephen Fernley. They're the co-founders and co-hosts of One Mind Live. It's an internationally award digital uh, show. And uh, instead of me reading your bios, <laughs> why don't I just uh, ask you, Naomi, to tell us a little bit about yourself. 
well, I was a television writer producer mm-hmm. for about 23 years in Los Angeles, yeah. and um, I moved to Australia. And I suffered an enormous uh, uh, blow oh, uh, no. when every the reason I moved here fell apart about two weeks after moving here. And I, I ended up with clinical depression and oh, discovered geez. this technique called EFT, emotional mm-hmm. freedom techniques, also known as tapping. Right. And um, got myself out of it in about five days after about a year and a half of, of really being at the absolute bottom, you know, not wanting to be here. Mm-hmm. And um because I was so amazed at, at the results and yeah. the transformation and just how I felt and the way that I looked at life and everything, that became my focus. That's all I wanted to do from that point on. If I'd go to a production meeting or something, I'd be tapping with people afterwards if they mentioned that they had any stress in their lives or their back was hurting or something. Really? And so, yeah, I just, that was my, that's all I was interested in. And um, then that evolved into what I do now is I'm an EFT practitioner and a trainer. And um, I, um, have I created an app called Remindfulness to help people with little mindfulness practices because we often forget in our busy in our busy days mm-hmm. throughout our busy lives, and ultimately one mind alive, which I created with um, Stephen Fernley, which is um, kind of rolls that all together with with what he brings as well, which I'll let him describe, but um, into a, a live guided online meditation um, with world worldwide membership. Super. And, um, we, yeah. I used to I used to tap dance a lot so i understand the importance <laughs> of tapping but i kept on falling off the sink breaking my ankle so i had to give that up in a hurry Stephen, my friend tell us all about yourself yeah rob um yes i'm, I'm an australian and i um I'm an, i fall into the category of an artist i suppose but um i'm kind of all over the shop mm-hmm. i do a whole range of things work in digital media um filmmaking uh, painting, drawing, right. all of that stuff. But the big thing I bring to One Mind Live is my musical composition. So um, um, uh, what I ended up doing a few, a couple of years ago was getting really annoyed at the kinds of music that you have with um, um, guided meditations. It seems so... Hokey? F- oh, I don't... So thin. <laughs> so thin. Yeah, yeah, so hokey. Exactly right. So what I do, I create these... I, I create these really beautiful, complex wow. musical journeys that take people along with the guidance that our um, that our um, guided hosts and guests bring to the table, and um, uh, g- getting great results, getting great feedback from people as to um, how beautiful it all is and how relaxed they all end up. And so, <laughs> we create this we create this journey, that, Rob. And but before we go on to that journey, Naomi Jansen does some beautiful. EFT tapping, which she's going to have to describe a little bit more about. Well, yeah. Now she's got my curiosity up. Yeah, (laughs) to bring people into the Mm -hmm. space because there's a whole lot of problems people have around meditation, which we can, you know, happily unpack. So, yeah. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we take our first break? And we'll be back, oh, in about two minutes from now. Explanation are two very special guests of this hour, Naomi Jansen and Stephen Fernley from Australia. They are the co-founders and co-hosts of One Mind Live. And if you'd like to find out more about uh, One Mind Live, all you have to do is go to their website at www.onemindlive.com. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you around the world from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs, 
songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Exonation Naomi Jansen and uh, Stephen Fernley are very special guests of this hour. If you'd like to find out more about them and One Mind Live, visit them online at onemindlive.com. You know, it, it, we were talking briefly about meditation before we went to our first break. And ironically, still in today's Western world, when you talk about meditation, people get the vision of a yogi in a lotus position and uh, Indian sitar music in the background and the burning of <laughs> uh, you know, incense. And that is furthest from the truth. And I don't understand why people are having such a hard time to, you know, take that image out of their mind. Talk about corporate branding. My God. You know, it's, I, it's, I know. Look, um, uh, Rob, occasionally I do put a sitar in, in the music that uh-huh. I create. <laughs> but um, one, of the, one of the absolute joys of doing One Mind Live mm-hmm. is that we're selling memberships to India. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was a, a proud moment. That was I a guess. very proud moment. Yeah. If, but, if the people that are actually sitting on top of a mountain in Tibet are going... There may, maybe there's a better way. Yeah. So, um, of course, people have this notion and that, you've, that you've also got to sit in lotus position and, you know, right. get creaky knees. So uh, it's certainly what I don't do. I like to sit down or even lie down and meditate. I lie down sometimes. Right, so and, what, and it's, go on, dear. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Naomi. Ladies first. Oh, I was just, I was just, <laughs> thank you. I was just going to say that when I first got interested in meditation, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't even really know I was meditating. Um, it was, I was just... I was really young. I was about 11, 12 years old. And I used to like to sit in my living room mm-hmm. uh, and think about how how lucky I was, yeah. how many good things I had until I had tears streaming down my eyes, <laughs> down my face. And I just felt this connection um, that uh, just this wonderful sense of openness and connection and all that stuff that we do, lots of things to try to get where it's like, you know, buy a new TV. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm a big fan of a new TV, but it's not necessarily going to get you to that place where you have that big open heart connection and that right. feeling of expansiveness and so on. And that really is what meditation is about. It's not about like we can take anything and turn it, like you said, into branding. Yeah. And meditation has as much branding attached to it as as everything else. But you can strip all that away, and it's ultimately just sitting there noticing where you are in the present moment and whatever it takes you to get there. All right, so let me ask you this, uh, Stephen. Why should yeah. people meditate? Um, well, um, well, for me, yeah. Rob, I started meditating 40 years ago. Um, I was uh, living in a country town in Australia. I was uh, 13 years old. I had really bad asthma and uh, I needed to control it. I mean, medication wasn't really helping that much. And I was sort of self-taught. So I started to 
uh, I suppose I called it at the time self-hypnotism. I would be talking to myself. I'd be recording it on an old cassette player. Right. And then I started introducing music to it on my piano, just mm. holding the sustain note on the piano, playing notes and creating these very, very clunky recordings for me to listen back at my own voice. So for me, meditation was about dealing with, uh, my own health issues, which actually worked. And so that's kind of how I fell into it. And then, of course, rolling on from then, I got into psychology, looking at um, other forms of meditation and um, all kinds of alternate theologies and how does the whole thing fit together. So I've been at it for a long, long time because it worked for me. What does some of the latest research point to? And uh, is there any scientific backing to to um, go along with the belief that it really does help us? There's a lot. I mean, certainly, um, if you if you Google meditation research, you get a, a pages and pages. There was a one that was done um, recently. Um, at, I think it was Harvard University. It was. It was a Harvard University yeah. study. And um, and it showed that, and, and they I think they, they studied um, the brain waves, and they found that people's stress levels, their brain waves instantly change. Just normal people. This isn't bringing Tibetan monks in and, and um, looking at what happens to their brains when they meditate. Just normal people kind of meditating and doing very, very simple meditations like breath meditations and found that their stress levels decreased and they reported feeling better and lighter and happier and we could actually see it in their brains. And there's another amazing meditation uh, study done. I think it was um, in Japan. They took a group of men who all had tumors and they had them meditate for an hour a day. I don't, rem I don't remember how long it went. Maybe it was three months or something. And they meditated, tried to get meditate a feeling of gratitude yeah. towards their tumors, which sounds really counterintuitive. It does. Um, they obviously took a lot of effort to get to that place. And I think almost all of them reduced or eliminated their tumors. And this is a study yeah. that you can just go, I think it was done at um, the University of Tokyo. So um, there's because there's so much curiosity about what's happening, first, it's anecdotal evidence of people having having big shifts. The medical establishment got interested and started doing studies at universities. And now doctors, of course, are recommending meditation. It's meditation's really gone mainstream, I think, in the last few years. Well, let me ask you this. If it is so great, why doesn't everyone do it? <laughs> I think you mentioned it earlier. Everybody uh, thinks it's for people wearing flowing saffron robes. I, well, I don't have one saffron robe in my wardrobe, Rob. <laughs> what color are they? Well, there are certain reasons. I mean, look, meditation can be really difficult. Um, it takes a little bit of practice, uh, usually. Um, it's it's just not what we're used to. We're not used to being in the now. I'll give you an example. Um, I, I read something by um, a man named Eckhart Tolle, who said that, um, look, you can meditate, just bring yourself into the present. Pick the thing you hate doing the most during the day. Um, it, for the t at that point, for me, it was doing dishes. I lived in a place for the first time in years and didn't have a dishwasher. And I hated doing the dishes. I just felt like there were so many better paper things I could do with my plates, time. Paper plates, paper plates, paper plates. <laughs> oh, trust me. <laughs> I used all those techniques. But I decided to give it a try. So all he said is pick the thing you don't like doing and do it with your entire attention when mm -hmm. you do it. And I realized the reason I didn't like washing dishes was I was – 
was projecting ahead to the things I'd rather be doing, feeling resentful that I was doing this instead of something else. Instead, I focused 100% on how warm does the water feel? What does the dish detergent smell like? Look how shiny these plates are getting as I clean them. And it became one of the most enjoyable things that I did because I brought presence to it. And that's meditation ultimately is just bringing presence to the, the, um, to whatever you're doing, like right now, about it's just noticing the present moment because we habitually, I think, 95% of our thoughts are things that happened in the past or things in the future. In the future. We're either in the future or mm-hmm. the past, mm-hmm. and um, and we're all all extremely st- stimulated now by our current technologies to be either in the future or the past. You see, I've, and... I've got this saying that smartphones make dumb people. Yeah. <laughs> what a great line! Can it's... I use that? You sure can. Go right ahead, my friend. I hope it's not permanent because I go through phases. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, uh, once again, you know, people think about meditation being this Eastern Oriental. I don't even know how to describe what they think it as. I, I used to look at it as a bunch of bunk, you know, OK, here we go. Another another way to to, you know, just get attention. But then I tried it and it's like, Ooh. Wow. Now, I don't, you know, what I do is after I get home uh, from a busy day here at the studios in the office, I just sit in my favorite chair in the living room, all the lights mm-hmm. off, I just mm-hmm. close my eyes and I zone out. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's called meditating. I, I, yeah, I, exactly. I think it is too. And in fact, you know, it really works. It really works. And so, do you find, mm-hmm. Rob, it's difficult to um, to kind of, you know, the quiet, the, the busy mind, they talk about the monkey mind, that little mm-hmm. voice in the head that's just constantly dragging your attention, you know, the, the distraction. Do you find that that that's something that um, it's easier to, to kind of tune out oh, when you've much easier when I much easier when I use duct tape around its mouth. It's very simple. <laughs> Uh, we um, we did some surveys, Rob, and we looked at um, a whole bunch of um, reasons why people, um, or we asked yeah. a lot of questions why people have trouble with meditating. Because you know, a lot of people recognise they go, look, hey, I I really should be meditating, mm-hmm. um, but you know, actually get doing the practice, and and it is a practice. You you practice it. You got to you know learn how to ride that mm-hmm. bike, and it does get easier. Um, but we found that there was basically three problems that people have. And the first one is not enough time. And, um, and Naomi, the second yeah, one? Yeah, well, the, I mean, not enough time to meditate because mm-hmm. there's always more important things to do, it feels like. Yeah, like know. Facebook. You know. Or you've got small oh, kids. Or, yeah, exactly. You know. Um, Another one was um, they're afraid that they're not doing it right because of this, like you said, this image of mm-hmm. you have to sit on a, a mountain. On a mountain and all this technique, <laughs> you know. Or you have bad knees so you can't do lotus position. <laughs> um, or they think there's more to it than there is. I mean, I think one of the tricks is that it's pretty simple. simple. Exactly. And then the third one was distraction, which, which we, you know, we're talking about just that mm-hmm. that sense that, well, I can't meditate because I can't stop my brain from thinking about all the things that I need to be doing. And well, especially that's when I'm because thinking. the people who have that attitude, they're the people who keep thinking about things to think about. That's right. Yeah, they're <laughs> the people right. that usually need meditation yeah. the most. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you mentioned tapping at the beginning of the hour. What is yes. tapping? 
Tapping is where we can call it an emotional form of acupuncture. We're tapping with our fingers on the points that acupuncturists put their needles. And when when an acupuncturist puts a needle uh, on a a place on your skin, Mm -hmm. they are creating what's called piezoelectric pulse, piezoelectricity, which is like a bioelectricity. And with tapping, we take those exact same spots on the skin, places on the face and the upper body, and you tap on them with your fingers. And these these spots have a four million times higher bioelectrical output than the surrounding skin. So something's going on. You know, I mean, I have a little tool that that I give my students and clients to that they can use to to find these points on their own face. So they know I'm not just a it's not theoretical and I'm, I'm not kind of manipulating this little tool to beep louder at certain points. And you tap on these places and it's been shown to well reduces the arousal in the amygdala, which is the fight or flight part Mm -hmm. of the brain. It lowers cortisol up to 24% in one hour of tapping. There's so much research coming out in universities now about why it works. And it looks bizarre because you're tapping on your face, but we're seeing it in the media a lot. Like people who watch the Olympic, the Rio Olympics, Mm -hmm. there was an Olympic, there were athletes out there on the field tapping. There are a lot of sports teams. When you hear of an underdog sports team that suddenly, you know, is um, winning um, the World Series and they came out of nowhere, they've been working with an EFT practitioner most likely. And we kind of know who the practitioners are, but we can't, we're not allowed to kind of talk about it because these teams don't want other people to know, other teams to know what their advantage are, is. Because when you reduce stress, which is ultimately what tapping does, it's like the shutoff switch for our fight or flight system. When you reduce the sweat, the stress in the body, a lot of emotional and physical problems collapse. So All that's right. why you can have extremely, like seemingly miraculous results from, from tapping. Hold that thought. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, our two guests this hour, Naomi Jensen and Stephen Fernley. They are the co-founders and co-hosts of, you got this, One Mind Live, their website, www.onemindlive.com. And we'll all be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, to find out all about the great programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Visit www.xzbn.net. Dreams are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder, Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, StarwalkerVisions.com.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and our two guests this hour are Naomi Jansen and Stephen Fernley, and they are the co-founders and co-hosts of One Mind Live, www.onemindlive.com. All right, let's talk more about tapping, because I find this rather amazing. And, you know, it seems that it's very simple, but once again, is this something like meditation that the eastern side, or the, I'm sorry, the western side of the world refuses to acknowledge because it comes from the east, or how does it work? It actually comes from the western side of the world. Um, it was uh, developed by, initially, a guy named Gary Craig, who uh, was um, uh, an engineer originally, mm-hmm. and he was introduced to a thing called TFT, thought field therapy, that had been stumbled upon by a man named Roger Callahan, 
where he was working with a client who had a fear of uh, water. And this guy had worked, I think he was an NLP practitioner or something, and he'd been working with this woman and nothing was working. This this fear of water would not go away. And one day, just he had just been looking at acupuncture and, and reading about the meridians in the body, just in, in some journal or something. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even that into it. And he had underneath the eye, she, he asked her where she felt this fear of water in her body. And she f- said she felt it in her stomach. And he said, well, the stomach meridian I just read, I don't remember anything else, but I remember that is under the eye, uh, the, on, the, on the, uh, the bone ridge of your cheek, right under your eye. So he said to her, just tap on this place, <laughs> just like an inspired kind of moment. And, um, and he, he had her tap on that place and focus on the feeling in her stomach. And she looked at him with wide eyes and she goes, Oh my God, that did it. I'm not afraid of water anymore. And, uh, and it was, she, she, that was, that was it. It's it's really quite astonishing, Rob. When I first met Naomi Jansen, Mm -hmm. which was a few years ago, uh, this, you know, crazy lady was coming into my house and she was talking about tapping and, um, I'd seen some, some people do it. And I thought this looks like some kind of Monty Python, (laughs) silly sketch, (laughs) you know, and, um, and uh, I said, OK, well, because I'd, I'd, you know, had stopped smoking cigarettes ages ago, but I was still getting these cravings. Yeah. And I said, can can it turn off cravings? Can it do something as simple as that? And she said, well, look, I've got to run to my car, but we can tap on my way to my car. So I'm walking behind her and she's tapping and saying things and and she drove off. It was something like three minutes of tapping. And it was only after a week that I realized I have absolutely no cravings, turned it off completely. And I thought, what is this? This is madness. <laughs> and so I had to form a company with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're tapping on the places on your face and upper body while you're focusing your attention on whatever it is that that is the problem, whether it's an emotional problem, like I feel so sad that um, that so-and-so said that, or maybe it's a physical thing. I feel, you know, my knee, my knee hurts, um, or I've got back pain, whatever it is, instead of kind of turning your attention away from it, you focus your attention while you tap on these places on your body. And it kind of counter conditions your, your brain because it, you produce serotonin and endorphins while you tap. And it's a self-help tool. So like when I was tapping with Steve and yeah. running to the car, yeah. I'm tapping on myself. He's tapping on his self. Yeah. I'm saying eyebrow point, do this side of the eye, do this under the eye, do this. And um, that's what I do when I mean, if I'm if I'm one on one tapping with somebody, they can see they can lead. That's why I mean, I, I tap with people on Skype because they're tapping on themselves. I, I don't have them lying down and I'm tapping with them, you know, on them. What, what's so interesting about this modality is that so much of inverted commas, you know, the new age movement and alternative theory, you know, um, concepts don't want to look at the negative and tapping pulls up all the negative. It says, here it is. Let's, let's look at all of this muddy water. So is it like facing your demons? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it really is. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, it's kind of, well, the analogy is you you dump the dirty water out of the glass before you pour the clean water in. So with tapping, Definitely. your statements, the things you're saying while you're tapping are things like, you know, you're you're saying when you do a setup statement, you say, even though I'm, you know, so mad and you use actual the words that you would use talking to your best friend on the phone about something, even though I'm so pissed off at that thing my boss said, it makes me mm-hmm. just want to tell it, tell him he can chuck the job. You, you're saying that while you're tapping and while you're getting that feeling of anger up in your body. And 
that releases it. So it's like because, venting you know, as well. Sorry, what was that? You're just venting. It is venting. In mm. fact, there's a, a form of tapping called um, ranting tapping. <laughs> it's where you just tap through the points while you just have a just letter blast. You just let it out. You're yep. just streaming it out in your car. Tapping is it's a great thing to do in your car. You're sitting there in traffic and you're thinking about something. You know, when you you're, you're kind of ruminating, it's going around and around in circles. You get it's it's not. It's what's so wonderful about this modality is it gives you permission to express how you really feel as long as you're doing as long as you're tapping while as you're, as you're doing tapping it. because that's cooling down the fight and flight response yes. in your body and your body realizes that oh all of these negative things aren't really um, still happening still happening anymore yeah that's the key because in the unconscious mind ninety five percent of our mind is unconscious mm-hmm. approximately there is no sense of time. And so if something happened to you that traumatized you, for example, and a thing that could have traumatized you as a child, as a child might be something no adult would ever think in a million years was traumatic. But to a child, it was traumatic. You can be still in your, your unconscious mind still thinks that's happening. That bully is still screaming at you on the playground, you know, or your 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 sister is still getting that really nice doll when, you know, you don't have one that's that nice. And, you know, and you're in your 30s and you feel this resentment about about something that's going on in your life now, and it has its roots in that early thing that never got resolved. And it could be something really simple, mm-hmm. or it could be something really traumatic. The studies that I've read, and I'm not the tapper here in the team. I'm just, he's done enough tapping. I'm just a big fan, <laughs> um, because it, it's, I've sorted so many things out with, with tapping. But um, so much information now around um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, PTSD. And it's apparently, um, I mean, not apparently, the, the Harvard and Princeton studies yeah. have come out showing just how incredibly effective it is from turning off those um, memory responses to real trauma. Yeah, and it also, new study out just recently in the Journal of Nervous and Mental Disease, tapping is an epigenetic intervention. It Ooh. changes your genes. It, they did a study with a bunch of uh, veterans and um, found, war veterans, and found that um, I think it was about 18 different genes, the, the baddies that we don't want, were turned off. Genes that um, suppress your immune response and um, genes that... Um, uh, get in the way of uh, long, longevity and and um, prevent you from healing more quickly from injuries. And that study just came out about six months ago. What does mainstream science say about it as far as going to the traditional doctors and the traditional psychologists, the traditional psychiatrists? What do they say well, about tapping? Is it, is it accepted by the medical community or is this a fringe experience? It, it's becoming more and more accepted. There are some very prominent voices that are pretty high up in the mm-hmm. medical establishment that are proponents of tapping, of EFT. And here in Australia, one of my colleagues who's also a trainer, Dr. Peter Stapleton, is a professor of psychology at Bond University. And she's training psychologists by the boatloads in EFT. I've trained psychologists myself. And... Um, uh, d- there are doctors like Dr. Lori Layden, who's responsible for um, the Project Light Rwanda, which brings EFT to traumatized orphans of the R- Rwandan genocide. Uh, she's a doctor, a medical doctor. And then there's, um, I mean, so 
I mean, there are a lot of early pioneers mm-hmm. of tapping. Dr. David Feinstein was um, a Harvard psychology professor. Okay, so, so let was... me let me just, because we, we only have so much time here. Yeah. And, and I want to get through a few other things as well. So basically, it's starting to make an impact in the in into the established professional medical field. Yes, definitely. Right okay. now, we're at a tipping point. All right. If somebody has no psychological or emotional problems... How would tapping help them? Well, it's kind of like how does brushing your teeth help? (laughs) You know, in terms of it's ongoing. I think of it as energy hygiene. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in a stressful world, so you just kind of you just tap when something comes up that bothers you, and it keeps it from actually. Okay, I I agree with you that we live in a stressful world, but Mm -hmm. isn't it easier to understand what is causing the stress and to eliminate that, or to learn how to cope with that stress before it comes to the point where you have to seek? Seek help for that stress. Definitely. But when the fight or flight part of the brain is activated, the prefrontal cortex, which is your really smart thinking part Mm -hmm. of the brain, kind of goes offline. So what happens is our problem solving ability becomes diminished. So when you tap on the stress and anxiety and whatever else you're feeling that's that's activating the back of your brain, the, the kind of the primitive part automatically when that settles down, blood and oxygen return to the prefrontal, the smart part of your brain, and suddenly all these awesome strategies but, are popping in your what head about, about making changes in your life. What about people who can actually cope with life? And, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're like, I'm going to tell you something. I don't mm. get stressed out. I really don't. Like I That's because of all you're meditating. Well, <laughs> yes and no, because I know how to live. I know how to solve problems. Like I don't mm-hmm. bring my problems home with me. If there's a problem, mm-hmm. it's settled. I work things out, and so does my staff. And mm-hmm. I hear a lot of these people talking about the issues that we talk about here on the show, and it perplexes the hell out of me. Like, how does a person get to that point? Well, it's kind of about your coping strategy and and, and habitual thinking. Uh, what, one thing I say to people when they say, "Well, do do mm-hmm. I need do I need to do any tapping?" I say, "Well." Do you have anything that's happened in your life that still kind of gets you still feel an emotional response to it when you think back on it? Because if the answer is yes, then that means that in your in that 95 percent of your unconscious mind, part of you in your body actually still thinks it's going on. And so that's kind of that's kind of a quick test. So would this be for people who just can't move on with their lives? No, not necessarily. I think it's a, you you apply it to different things in different situations. It can be applied for you can use it for cravings, you can use it for a, you know, a breakup that you're going through. You can use it if you feel angry about something, if you have like anxiety like let's say money anxieties. Um you don't like your job and you and you want to try to figure out how, what what to do, but you're afraid to make a choice. Um, it's great for relationship conflicts. So when your partner does something that pisses you off, tap on it first to see how much of it is your own stuff before you actually bring it to them and say, here's a, something I have an issue with. You know what? I, I, have, I have a real issue with these kind of things because to me, this is a sign of personal weakness and the inability to cope <laughs> with life. Well, you know, coping, this is this is actually a tool for coping with life. So it kind of goes in the toolbox. And this is what I uh, tell psychologists. We're not saying uh, throw away your the, the, mm-hmm. the manual of everything else that you've learned. We're saying add this as another tool. It can be a really quick way to turn off the fight or flight system. And sometimes um, 
they're like shock, for example, let's say you got, you know, get, you get mugged on your holiday and you weren't expecting it. You were having a great time and suddenly out of the blue, everything changes. Sudden surprises and situations that overwhelm us can over override our natural coping abilities. Isn't that called grief? uh, No, no, it actually isn't. Um, Grief is something is a process that we move through. Mm -hmm. And when you're stuck in grief, then that's something that that becomes something that we would call a tappable issue. But I guess what we would call it is trauma. Trauma is something where a person is still resonating with. All right. Stand by. I've got to take my final break here. Exxon Nation. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we will be back on the other side of this break with Naomi Jensen and Stephen Fernley as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Love to get your emails, exxon at exxonradiotv.com, and don't forget to check out our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels. 
physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, Soul Balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A Soul Balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Naomi Jansen and Stephen Fernley are special guests this hour, www.onemindlive.com. Stephen, tell me about your music. Ah, thank you. Um, my music goes back a long way. Uh, Rob, I've been playing the piano since I was four. Um, how, how that started is that I was a really ill child and uh, I was actually crippled with rheumatoid arthritis. And playing the piano was one way of getting my fingers to work. So um, that's kind of how it all started. I have this kind of connection between music and healing. And so um, I, um, I then, you know, I've been playing and composing music forever, I think. Um, but uh, when, it came to, when it came to making music for One Mind Live, it gave me an opportunity to create, as I said before, um, a journey. And um, so what I do, I work on a whole bunch of ideas, which is number one, which is the, um, the, the tempo of the music is brought right down. So um, normal resting heartbeat, I think, is about 60 beats per minute. I can bring it right down to, you know, 40 just mm. to really relax people. And the other thing that I use is a different tuning system. Um, it's the Pythagorean tuning system. And all, basically all of our classical music up until about 19 to the 1950s was tuned down to what is called 432 hertz. And it's regarded as a more organic or, or sympathetic frequency system to the human body. All of the music that we have now is tuned up to 440 hertz. Now, it's a kind of a controversial concept, you know, does it make any difference? But for me, I think I like to use what Monteverdi and Mozart and Bach did, and I really do like 432 
hertz tuning. It just sounds better. So that's definitely one thing I do. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, which might sound getting woo, we're going back over to uh, India now. <laughs> we, we've had Naomi Jansen with her science. But uh, um, one thing I have got from um, the Indian meditation system is that they talk about chakras. You know, most of us have heard about chakras. But what a lot of people don't realize is that the chakra system, uh, the base chakra, the second chakra, the third, you know, these are all corresponding to not just colors, but they're also corresponding to keys like the key of C, the key of G, heart chakra is G. Right. Um, so I actually um, tune, I play my music in certain keys. We're aiming for certain effects in the human body when we go into the guided meditation part after Naomi has done her tapping. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming from there, Rob. So, uh, you know, how does the music change our bodies, our emotions, and our brain states? The the human body is parasympathetic. We have this parasympathetic nervous system, and we Mm -hmm. respond to... We do respond to sound. Yeah. Um, that's why dance music is, you know, pumped up to 120 beats per minute is to get you pumping and on the dance floor. Um, I think rock and roll music was between 60 and 80. And, you know, back in, in the 50s when rock and roll music came out, it was seen as the devil's music. It was, it was making people kind of go crazy because it was actually raising their heartbeats and uh, getting people, these teenagers, out of control. So we, we actually do respond to music. Uh, in in a in a very very visceral way, uh, my my objective is to get people into a slower brainwave state and slow down the heartbeat and bring down the blood pressure response as well, and that's really all I'm kind of focusing on. And then at the same time, take them on a um, an audio or a musical journey, give them an experience so that they can just at least follow the music. If they're getting distracted by thoughts, you can just go back to the music while the guidance is happening. You can let your brain drift. doesn't matter. But at least the music is going to hold you into a, hold you in a space uh, for the entire time of the meditation. And at the other end of it, you come out and you feel really deeply relaxed. It's meditation training wheels, but mm. there's no less, def- no less effect than if you didn't have them. Exactly. Thank you. So, I've never, I've never thought of, thought so of it that So, Stephen, way. would your music be ideal for somebody who is driving home from work, or would this put them into too much of a uh, calm state that it might actually take them away from their driving skills? No, that was a, that's a really good question, Rob. I certainly would not recommend that anyone driving right. actually listens to the guided spoken part with the music, but... The music is fine. Yeah. Um, it's it's you know it's not going to send you unconscious. There's no kind of subliminal messaging happening in there. Um, I quite often use my own music to drive to work. In, you know, instead of listening to the radio with all of its blah and oh, trauma yeah. and blah, yeah. and and uh, I put my music on, and by the time I get to work, because I um, I teach digital media, mm-hmm. uh, I uh, I get to work and I'm chilled. It's yeah. a really fantastic way to start the day. Actually, we have members who are uh, yoga teachers, or they do they. Um, 
like a massage therapist or they just play it in their offices. It keeps everybody nice. Yeah, and we have a, we have one mind live radio, um, a little radio player with, all, you know, hours and hours mm-hmm. of music just and uh, practitioners just use it uh, in their clinics. Yeah. Where do yeah. you see this type of meditation in the future? Well, we want One Mind Live to um, to kind of make. I mean, the dream is to have because this is a because this is a live guided meditation. There's a lot of meditation uh, replay and brought, that you can listen to. A lot of meditation audios. But what we want to do is, and that's all great. Not saying any, anything wrong with that. But we want to add an additional layer, which is group meditation. And there have been extraordinary results from seen from and again there's there's some scientific studies on this on what's called the maharishi effect isn't it also called church and prayer because that's exactly what people do when they go to church and they pray that is right you're on it that's exactly right so there's there's nothing new about it there's nothing new about it uh well maybe the new is getting the whole world online our big i mean we'd love it to be the facebook of meditation get everybody together all over the world i wish you luck with that i i really don't see that happening but i wish you luck (laughs) Well, you know, I think that especially in in the times that we're in and we're becoming Mm. such a global um, consciousness in terms of something happens on the other side of the world and we know about it instantly and usually it's bad. um, We need something to counter that. And so the idea of having um, just that kind of global resonance where people people do kind of join their their energy fields at this when they're focused consciously mm-hmm. in this in the same space uh in terms of we're all having the same experience it can actually um we believe it can actually change um you know, you know and if there are other organizations that are doing this so i'm just trying to understand how yours is different well we're trying to make it as easy as possible i guess the training wheels thing we're trying to we want to make it fun we want to it's non-denominational it's it's not we don't take ourselves too seriously we want people to feel like it's an interactive experience it's a community experience and um and we offer this variety of a different meditation guide every month so people bring different flavors and different uh, areas of expertise and different types of meditation guidance. And so there's a, there's, there's a, it's always like a, a wonderful new variety. Yeah. And it's also the combination Rob of the, um, the tapping, the tapping before we actually go into the guided meditation. So the tapping brings people's amygdalas down their fight and flight. Oh, you know, I don't have enough time. I, I've got a busy brain, all of these things. The tapping actually soothes all of that stuff down. Yeah. And then we can go into the guided meditation with the music and it takes people right down into this beautiful place. And so, it does it quickly because yeah, time is such a big thing. We think, you know what? Give us half an hour. We do 10 minutes of tapping. We do the guided meditation with the music. We recognize you have busy lives. We recognize you're not always in the mood to meditate at the, t- at the appointed right. time. We'll take care of that for you. Hey, guys, and, yeah, I hate, to, I hate we, to do this, but we've run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you so much for joining us. And Exo Nation, if you'd like to... If you'd like to get a hold of uh, Naomi or Stephen, their website is www.onemindlive.com. Your weekly horoscope, Aries, is someone in authority may present an opportunity which will greatly benefit you. You might reap rewards later for generosity you extend to others now. 
Vertoris events may focus on unresolved issues in the past relationships. Review your history to help you detect unhealthy patterns not worth repeating. Gemini, you might need to start reacting more strongly on your own behalf. You desire or your desire for pleasure and affection may interfere with a complicated situation. For cancer, romance and friendship are in the air. Warm feelings may flow between you and another. Your vision to create some excitement will be inspired. And for Leo, you may, uh, you mind, your mind may set uh, to take action. Though you are impulsive and daring, luck may be on your side and your behavior may produce favorable results. And Craig, do we have time for a few more? All right, let me see here. A Virgo. Your most uh, constructive efforts may be most successful when you join forces with allies. You use your force towards a common goal or creative interest. Libra, your positive mood may persuade others to dig deeper to achieve change. The healing process may depend on how well you respond to their needs. Scorpio, you promise to care for others. Uh, Your promise to care for others should uh, be top priority for Sagittarius. Try to lie low to complete your work. Follow your intuition. Capricorn, you suddenly may decide to act on an idea of yours and uh, jump to conclusions to rashly Aquarius. Deep emotions, positive and negative, may be steered up inside. You may need time to relax. And Pisces, use your wit and humor to show charm. You may come across as being quite clever once you put enough energy into the groundwork for a new adventure. I'll be back on the other side of this break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone from where? Right here in our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, check us out on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away.